Hello, and welcome to Take Flight with Phoenix Stage Company, an award-winning 100% volunteer community theater organization located in Oakville, Connecticut. I'm Ed Bassett, here with Tim Phillips. Hello. How are you today, Tim? Well, it's... it's... <laughs> Crazy time. It is crazy time. This is the second podcast we've recorded in less than a week because we've had to suspend the one we just recorded given Correct. the current situation. The current situation is uh, we're recording this on Friday the 13th, and as everybody knows, the world has turned on its side, on its end, in the last 72 hours. Yeah. And it's affected every part of the globe, and it's affected us as well. It has, yeah. We had to make the decision to suspend production here at Phoenix Stage Company, really directly responding to the fact that Broadway went dark. Mm -hmm. The news came out that Broadway was closing, and that kind of triggered a little bit of a tsunami for us with yep. cancellations with tickets and uh, we were looking at audiences of three people, and right. it's not financially viable for us to continue with production with uh, no one in the audience. And it's also uh, being safe and letting this thing work it, run its course, hopefully, and, and then we can get back to a life as normal. Right. That's so our for. production of the Cayuga Canal Girls that was originally scheduled for March 20th has been suspended. We're not actually going to be doing much in the theater for the rest of this month and into April. Uh, so Cayuga Canal Girls is now opening May 1st. May 1st, yep. And running through um, May 10th. May 10th right. And it's Fridays and Saturdays at 8 o'clock and Sundays at 3 o'clock. I do want to say I 100% appreciate the American Association of Community Theater, David Cockrell, Keanu Rowland-Clark. They've been very kind and very generous with us, uh, understanding the situation and supporting our decision to suspend the production for now. It's a, it's a difficult thing that we're all having to go through. I spoke with Laura King, the playwright. Right. Uh, she was supposed to be flying in from Atlanta. Um, and, uh, you know, today it was announced that Delta Airlines was canceling um, more flights than they had canceled after 9-11. Right. Uh, and so uh, it's fortuitous that we're making this decision because she was supposed to be flying in on Delta, as were a lot of the other folks that were coming in. Well, that kind of led to, partially led to one of the reasons we decided to make this move was because we had to bring in people. We were bringing in people from all over the country, really. Sure. Uh, it's, it, it's not your normal everyday production right uh, and we have seen other theaters in the area have to make those kind of uh, calls themselves but for us this is such a big event the world premiere of yeah. the Cayuga Canal Girls we want to do it right we, wanna, we do want to do it right we want to do a, uh, give justice to uh, everybody involved. you know I, I was speaking to someone uh, earlier today someone in the press and uh, they were asking about our decision to suspend production and I, I said you know I think it's the it's the socially responsible thing for us to do right uh, here at Phoenix Stage Company she asked me why other theaters weren't doing it um, I can't answer that question. Everyone will make their own decisions. Right. But I can say Phoenix Stage Company is an intimate little space. It is. We don't have room to spread out. Mm -hmm. You know, in uh, Northern Ireland now, uh, they're requiring one empty seat between everyone at public gatherings. Right. Uh, we don't have the luxury here at Phoenix Stage Company to do that. It's mm -hmm. a very intimate, small space. Yeah. Uh, you can't stand three feet away from each other in line for the bathroom because you'll be standing outside. Right. Uh, so right. so uh, we had to make that decision based on our own situation. And every theater will make 
the dis their decisions right. based on what will work for but them. But it wasn't just one factor. It was several factors Correct. leading into that, that being one of them, the, the travel, uh, everything else. And I must say your cast took it very well. They did. Uh, it One of our performers was already in rehearsal for another show that she was going to be doing after uh, Cayuga Canal Girls uh, ended. And the fact that we're moving the show to May 1st caused her to have to make a decision to either stay with Cayuga Canal Girls or continue with this other the production. Other and she chose to stay with Cayuga Canal Girls. That's so it, we apologize for the difficulty that causes for that director and for that mm -hmm. production. Uh, it's a decision that we had to that we had to come to. It also forced Phoenix Stage Company to cancel our production of Enchanted April. That was going to be my next question because the opening on May 1st was actually right in the middle of the, the run, scheduled run of uh, Enchanted April. Yes. So you had to make a decision, and, and what's that decision regarding? Well, the decision was that uh, we needed to cancel the production. We're going to save it for our 2021 season. Good. Uh, so you got a little heads up there that we have one show for our 2021 season. We've asked the cast uh, that was already in rehearsal yes. uh, to keep their scripts. We'd like to keep the same cast. They're all fabulous, and they were working so well together. Uh, and so we... They, they were all very gracious and very understanding. And, you know, we have so many teachers and, and uh, educative, education employees and folks that are, work in the public yeah. sector that they understand what's going on right now. Mm -hmm. And this decision was in the best interest of our volunteers and our guests and right. keeping everyone safe and keeping everyone healthy. And again, it's, it's not just our audience we're worried about. Everybody, as you mentioned, we're a 100% volunteer organization. Right. And they deserve uh, to be taken care of as well. Absolutely. Um, Going into this before making that decision, we you had posts out there that we're, we're going to be, you know, wiping down our surfaces and making sure everything is hunky dory and clean. Um, that's what we can expect when we finally reopen, right? Absolutely, we can. We're gonna we're gonna stick with those procedures. We've been, you know, we from the start of this thing, I was communicating with uh, artistic directors and executive directors from other theaters in mm -hmm. the area, finding out what they were doing and what, what steps they were doing. I wanted to have a statement that was worded appropriately, not causing scare, but right. kind of supporting. And so I feel, you know, as an executive director, if I talk to others in the industry around me, we can work together to have a single message right. that lets people know what we're doing. And so uh, I made those calls and from that formulated a statement and uh, put that out and then we set our we set our own procedures that were right for our theater right. you know we were no longer going to be recycling playbills we right. we were requiring all of our volunteers to wear gloves we have hand sanitizer throughout the facility um, extra hand soap in the bathrooms we just we wanted to make sure that uh, we were providing a, a safe environment giving everyone an opportunity to to take care of themselves safe and comfortable um you know that I don't want people, none of us really want people to have to come in and feel like, oh, what am I doing here? Uh, right. Is, was this a mistake to go to? Because I've seen this online. I mean, the social media is like crazy right now. And you see people say, should I even go out to a place or, or, or not? Should I support the place? You know, I, you know, in a previous life, I was a nurse. Right. And so uh, I, have a, I have a background in medicine, and I understand uh, – the fears. If we don't have the right information, uh, it, this is what it's going to cause. Sure. And because because we have information from so many different sources, right? Um, 
we don't really know what the fact is. Mm -hmm. And so the bottom line is we know that this COVID-19 is spread through contact, surface contact of the germ. Right. Uh, it's not airborne. And so that's why social distancing is what they're asking for. Three feet between people, don't hug. You know, I was watching people do the elbow bump and I thought, wait a minute, I sneeze into my elbow and I cough <laughs> into my elbow. So well, I, I was even, wondering about that. I don't so. even want to touch it with my elbow. But so it's, you know, hand washing, social distancing, yep. common, kind of common sense for yourselves. What are you comfortable with? Right. You know, there were, I told you earlier, I was at the grocery store this morning. I just went to get cat food. That's all I needed. I want to make sure the cats are fed if <laughs> right. I'm home for two weeks. Right. You know, and um, the cashier was talking to me about the run on everything, and the woman behind me out loud said, it's a bunch of media hype. It's nothing but lies. So we have this divide. A there's there's really. seems to be no middle of the road. Yeah. Let's be sensible. Yeah. There's this obvious right. very bad virus going around that is highly contagious. Right. So take appropriate steps. There's not that. There's the panic or the disbelief. Right. And so we're trying to meet a, in the middle. We're trying there. to meet in the middle of yeah. that. And yeah. so we're not trying to feed into any kind of paranoia or any kind of frenzy. We're making a decision that we feel is right for our organization. And other organizations will make the decisions that are right for them. It's a cautionary tale. It's it not is. it's not a panic. It wasn't a panic move. It is. Um uh, it wasn't a knee-jerk reaction. You put a lot of thought into this. We did. And it you is agonized a, and, for days. And, and honestly, it is a financial uh, oh, decision absolutely. for us as well because we have a large amount of money invested in the Cayuga Canal Girls yep. uh, and a large amount of time invested in the show. Right. And uh, we, if we continued uh, on with the production, we would never recoup that investment mm. that we've put into this show. Uh, so... Uh, you know, I, it's, we it's, had to make a decision for the organization as well as for what we feel is our social duty for. It's for funny. I, I've been, I was thinking about this this morning. I likened this whole situation to a massive blizzard. People have been reacting in the stores like it's a massive blizzard. Everything is canceled. Like yeah, last, do, like the state you know, is shut I, down. I, like a massive so, like 1978. So when I was at the store today, one of the things that I recognized was that there's no toilet paper anywhere to be found, right? All the toilet paper is gone. Yeah. All yeah. of it. Yeah. And I thought, you know, okay, that's a little weird for people to go grab toilet paper. Um, but okay. So that was in my mind. And I stopped by a, a local drugstore, a CVS, to get some vitamins. I was low on a couple of my vitamins. So, and I had some coupons and I went in there. They had toilet paper. Do you know I bought a package of toilet paper? I don't need it. <laughs> but in my mind, yes. toilet paper. I, know. I saw the run on the toilet mindset. paper. Yeah. And in my mind, yeah. and I bought it. And I was like, I really don't need it. I've got toilet paper at home. Well, you know what? It's better to have it in the closet. <laughs> and so I I bought this toilet paper. It's like I'm thinking that they're never going to make it again. Yeah. And, it, you know, and so... I think this happens. I think people hear there's a panic on toilet paper and they run to the store by toilet paper because the they think they're not going to get it. That that has happened. Right. So it's it's a mentality that we have. It's right. like a mob mentality that happens. It's a survival instincts, if you will. Yes. That people feel like they got to have all this stuff. Now yeah. I I you know. I feel like we're ahead of the curve because I always use my coupons and go to BJ's and stock up and stuff. So we're fine. It's just the right. two of us. Yeah. But if, you know, 
if a football team shows up and we're, decides they want to stay in our house, we're in trouble. Uh, well, yeah, and I live alone. <laughs> right. It's me and the cats. Yep. I think and be, I think it'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. I really was more concerned about the cats. I have to make sure I have enough food for them for two That's weeks. Important. Because I don't want them chewing on my fingers while I'm sleeping. Right. You know, like some crazy cat. So person. here's the big question. Yeah. That I'm sure a lot of people are asking: What are you going to do for two weeks? Because for me, this is a version of hell. There's no sports. Well, I, you know, I have so many projects at home, it's ridiculous. I know, and I'm, you know, I, I have, have, I do I have a too. studio at home. Uh, for those of you out there that don't know, I'm a costume designer, and so I'm always working on costumes that are going to Arabesque right. down in Waterbury. And so um, the uh, Arabesque, the store is closed sure. uh, for a while now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, the owner, Michael, is... Um, a little up there in years and his wife isn't well and he doesn't want to bring she anything home to risk. her yeah. and so mm-hmm. the store is closed right now right. and so I have time on my hands now with with uh, the theater going dark and we're only going to rehearse once a week and you know the store being closed I'm at home now so I work I do a lot of work in my studio and then you know that's kind of yeah. at home work so I'll continue that. I'll I, I will actually work continue, on this. and I probably will watch every episode of The West Wing again. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm thinking Star Trek myself. Yeah, so because I, I go back and watch that stuff, sometimes it's on just for noise. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's always something for me to do, but I I don't know how much I'll enjoy it if I know I can't leave the house. If if I was told you have to stay in, I don't. I think I would go a little batty. Again, this is why I'm liking it to a. A, a major blizzard because yeah. you're stuck. Yeah. And after a day or two, you, you start like, oh, I just want to get outside. I just want yeah. to do something. Fortunately, yeah. maybe we'll get some decent weather. And as, as Laurie said, well, we'll have the yard work done early this year because yeah. I'm stuck home. But yeah. But uh, yeah, it you is know, what this, it is. this is just a. Um, it's a scary time. Uh, we we want to uh, continually, you know, reassure our volunteers and our guests and our friends that we're doing everything we can here to keep them safe. And I think that the decision we made was uh, the best one I think so, in, in uh, yeah. terms of that consideration. I'm, I'm grateful I didn't have to make that decision. I don't, it had to be weighing on your shoulders for a long it, time. It was a tough one. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Agnes Dan, the yeah. founder of Phoenix, one of the founders, and, um, and she was the director of Enchanted April, and uh, we actually started these discussions uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started talking about what's what are we going to do, and she came in before the stage reading that we had, and uh, we sat down in the office and talked about it. And it, it's a really tough decision sure. because Enchanted April had an amazing cast, yes, we had an amazing cast of people, and yeah. so uh, we're hopeful that they'll all remain with the production, even though we're moving it a year out. You right. know, it's just it's. Uh, Something we have to do, and now you know we had to apply for the cancellation of the contract for Enchanted April. Hopefully, we'll get a, a refund on that. That does remind me of a couple other things. Yeah. Uh, next month's stage reading. Everything in April is canceled. Is canceled. Uh, the, the fundraiser. The that fundraiser we... was a hockey game, and the right. AHL canceled all hockey games. They did. So uh, awesome. I'm waiting yeah. to hear back officially from uh, JP McCoo, who I've been talking to over at the XL Center, 
and uh, I'll have more information on what we need to do. I'm not sure if we needed to contact people. There were 20 tickets sold to the event, and uh, so I'm not sure if I have to cancel, if I have to call them, or or if he will take care of that, or right. the Excel Center will. Well, I'm sure they us. got their hands full. Yeah, as well. I'm I'm sure of that yeah, because yeah. subscribers and all yeah. of that stuff, they have to handle all of that. So we'll give them some time, and we're asking the same thing of our subscribers right. uh, and our ticket holders to please be patient with us. We've started making some calls last night. Uh, we sent out an email to subscribers that we had an active email address for. Uh, we sent out messages through Brown Paper Tickets, who again, Brown Paper Tickets have been very gracious. Yeah. Uh, they had a message prepared for theaters or for event uh, organizers to send out to people that included the COVID-19 uh, virus in the message. Mm -hmm. and. Um, afforded uh, ticket holders the opportunity to donate the money they spent to the organization that they were going to support to begin with. Sure. So people have the option to request a refund or to say they can keep my money. They right. can keep that. So we don't we don't normally uh, get paid for tickets that were purchased until after the event is over. So uh, it's kind of held in, in mm -hmm. an account for mm -hmm. uh, with brown paper tickets. So they've been very gracious. So it's going to take us about a week to really settle things down because yeah. now I have to go in and create a new page for Cuyahoga Canal Girls, get those uh, those dates and the seats assigned and all of that mm -hmm. stuff, and start contacting subscribers and rescheduling them before we can make it an active event again. Well, we do have free time now. So. We, we do, but it's a, it, and I gotta say, it is a lot. It was strange walking in here knowing that we were going to record this podcast today, a special podcast. And by the way, the, the one we recorded with the Cayuga cast i assume we're going to put put that off we're going to put it off and, we're, uh, we're probably going to re-record it oh okay uh, we'll probably we'll probably oh, re-record some the really cast. good stuff there, there is some good stuff in there but i'd like to i'd like them to kind of give okay give their feelings on what's been happening with well this we too. have to save that yes, five we will, questions we will the save five it. questions we're gonna save yes, that we will, we will save stuff so because that was fun yeah uh, but um it, it was strange coming in here and seeing darkness yeah you know because it's this place Anybody that volunteers here knows it's usually a hustle, bustling yes, activity. Yes, it is. It is all the time, and and so, it again, we just felt like this was the best decision. Yep. To to make sure that everyone was safe and and uh, socially responsible, fiscally responsible to the organization. Yeah, that's yeah. and that's all we really want for everybody is to be safe. Yes. So uh, I think that's about it. We do need to thank our sponsors Absolutely. who have also been affected by this. Oh, yes. uh, Deb Cryan with uh, Sierra Ridge Media Arts, Arabesque Dance and Theatrical Supply, right. uh, celebrating 53 years on Bank Street and Waterbury. Uh, again, they're closed for the for the time being right now. Yep. Uh, Black Hog Brewing Company uh, down in Oxford, Connecticut. They've been with us for five years. They're also their tasting room is closed tasting right room now. Is closed. You, you can still buy the beer, uh, you can go there and purchase beer. They're yep. offering a twenty percent discount. You can call ahead and they'll bring your beer out to you to yep. your car. Cans of beer. Uh, and you can pay for them right there. So we support Black Hog's decision to do that, and uh, we support all of our other sponsors as well. And just be, it'll be over someday. We'll all be back here enjoying the Cayuga Canal Girls. Wash your hands. I do it all the time. All right. Well, <laughs> thank you all for listening to this special COVID-19 update. And uh, please be safe, be healthy. Wash your hands. Say goodnight, Tim. Good night, Tim. Until next time, bye-bye.